This is HPR episode 2119 entitled Making Chocolate Chip Cookies and is part of the series Cooking. It is hosted by John Culp and is about 41 minutes long. The summary is Listen live as I make a batch of really tasty chocolate chip cookies. This episode of HPR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15. Better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com. Hey everybody, this is John Culp in Lafayette, Louisiana, and today what we're going to be doing is making chocolate chip cookies. I think that's something everybody can get on board with, don't you? So, uh, I meant to do this episode once before, and I, I don't know, I, I, I got halfway through and realized that uh, I probably should have started and then today I almost made the same mistake. Where's my case? I'm trying to find the case for the uh, recorder so it doesn't accidentally um, get turned off. Where did I put it? This has got to be fascinating listening right now. I'm looking around for the case for my Zoom recorder. Oh, here it is. Okay, so I'm going to put the case around the zoom and then put the zoom in my pocket and I've got the lapel mic clipped to my shirt. Now I'm good to go. Okay, so anyway, uh, I've been making chocolate chip cookies most Sunday afternoons because the kids like to have a cookie in their lunch. And I like making these cookies. Um, the, co- the, the variant of cookie that I'm making today is one I'll, I'll tell you about a little bit uh, maybe as we go on. But I've already done a little bit of the recipe because I kind of, I got started before I remembered that I wanted to do an episode about this. So I've done the very first part already, which is to cream the butter and both sugars, uh, which is like the first thing you do on just about any cookie um, project here. These are called the $250 cookies. And I got this recipe a long time ago. I was doing a, kind of an editing project for some publisher Somewhere, I don't remember where they were, uh, Steck Vaughn is the publisher, but um, the um, editor that I was dealing with uh, one day sent me an email. It was a forwarded email with this story that might be apocryphal, I don't really know, but the story was about a woman who went to Neiman Marcus and had some delicious cookies and asked the waitress if she could have the recipe for the cookies. And uh, the waitress came back a while later with the recipe and also with the bill. And the bill apparently was $250 for the, uh, for the recipe. Well, this so outraged the woman that she decided to share the recipe with the entire world. And that's how I got it on this chain email. It just so happens that, I, I don't know if that's true or not, it doesn't really matter to me. These are delicious cookies. So uh, I'm just going to eat them because I like them. Now, um, a couple of things about the tools I'm using here. 
I, I used to make these cookies years ago in graduate school before I had uh, very good equipment. I think I might have had a hand mixer and that was good enough to cream the butter and sugars. But once you started adding the dry ingredients, it didn't really um, stand up to it. just wasn't powerful enough. Uh, probably three or four years ago, I bought my wife the KitchenAid Artisan mixing bowl. Like a, It's a, a big, powerful mixer on a stand. Runs into several hundred dollars. Uh, I got a bargain at just over three hundred dollars. Now, like a significant discount, but so it, it's a pricey thing. And and at first she was like, you know, I, I don't know if you should spend that kind of money on this thing. Uh, we, maybe we shouldn't do that. But I I did it anyway, and we've never been sorry. This thing is so amazing. I took a picture a while ago, and I'll I'll post that along with the episode. But. This mixer makes it so that it's super easy to make these cookies. It is so powerful and mixes everything so perfectly that uh, I can whip up a batch of these pretty darn quick. Uh, okay, I think I'm going to preheat the oven. I use a, um, to bake these, I don't use our big oven because it's kind of, it's got some squirrely things regarding temperature. And so I think I'm going to use the toaster oven, which is actually a pretty nice toaster oven too. It's a cuisine art uh, total touch and it does very accurate, um, very accurate temperatures. So I need to choose pizza bake and then temperature and then hit the up arrow until it gets to 375 degrees Fahrenheit and then start. Okay. So it's going to start preheating. So I've added, uh, one stick of butter and then half a cup of vegetable shortening. Crisco is the brand name. And one of the cool things about using the Crisco is you get to use the water displacement method to uh, measure it. I mean, when you scoop it out with a, with a spoon, it's just a big gob. And so the only way to measure it accurately is to put a known quantity of water into a measuring uh, cup, get a bunch of this stuff on a spoon and then dunk it in the water until it displaces enough to bring it up. So I put two and a half cups of water in the liquid measuring cup and then scoop out a bunch of Crisco and dunk it in there and when it's enough where the water reads three cups then I know I've got the right amount and I put it in there and mix it up. So I have mixed the butter and the white sugar and the brown sugar. Next thing to do is put in two eggs and one teaspoon of vanilla. Get out some measuring utensils here. Okay, where's the one teaspoon? There it is. I think this is probably imitation vanilla extract. I don't know if we use the real thing or not. Is it? Oh, it's actually, it's actually pure vanilla extract. Oh, fancy. Uh, measuring out one American teaspoon. Dump it in. And I think I'll get a bowl to put the yucky spoon in. And then I need two eggs. Go to the fridge and get out a couple of eggs. We have some, yeah, it looks like we got some. My wife had some kind of incident earlier today where she was making a frittata and had already cracked like seven eggs and the eighth one that she put in there was bad and didn't realize it until it had already gone in with all the others. She had, so <laughs> she had to dump all of them. It was very upsetting. 
Uh, these look like they're probably going to be fine. I'm going to crack the eggs into a little bowl so that if I get little bits of shell in there, they don't go all the way into the mix. It makes it harder to fish them out. One egg. I'm not very good at the egg part. <laughs> I just crushed the shell. But I don't think any little bits went in there. Sweet. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm good. So I'm just going to dump them in to the bowl. This uh, The KitchenAid Artisan Mixer has a large stainless steel bowl. And the, um, the mixing mechanism is really, really cool. So not only does it... It's, on, it's got one... How to describe it? It's got one kind of... Uh, one place to stick a mixer thing and you know if you use one of the the electric hand mixers normally you've got two whisk kind of things that spin around and uh, go in between each other well this only has one and it spins around uh, on its axis but it also does this kind of elliptical movement where the entire unit is going around in a circle while it's spinning in place oops I've already already got it uh, preheated and so it mixes things very, very thoroughly. So I'm going to turn it on now to mix in the eggs and the vanilla. Let's see what's the nice thing about this kind of mixer too is you can walk away from it while it's mixing. You don't have to stand there holding it. Okay. I need to mix the dry ingredients. Uh, that looks good. Now I'll mix the dry ingredients and. A large bowl. It just occurred to me that this this white bowl that I always use to mix the dry ingredients is the bowl that came with my mom's first mixer that she got when uh, they were my mom and dad were first married. They made an investment similarly and got one of these big um, mix. I don't know if it was the same brand, but it was quite a lot of money for a young married couple uh, at the time. But my mom used it so much that they and it. I think she used it for 35 years or something and then gave it off to me and then it finally gave up the ghost but I still have the bowls that went with it so I'm gonna do the white flour first the recipe says two cups of flour I'm using American measurements here I don't know the number of grams or whatever if you're interested I'm gonna post the recipe in the show notes and so if you want to try it out and you live in Europe, then I guess you'll have to figure out the conversions. I'm not going to do that. But I think it's not too hard to do. One cup. And two cups. Okay. And what's next? A teaspoon of baking soda. And a teaspoon of baking powder. Don't ask me what these things do. I just know that like every cookie, cookie recipe needs them. I've got to rinse off the teaspoon measuring spoon and then dry it. Okay, let's do the baking soda first. Okay, and now a teaspoon of baking powder. Very importantly, do not forget the salt. The cookie will taste bad if you don't put the salt in it. 
So, let me find my salt container. This one's just about empty. I wonder if there's enough in there. I've got another one. But it looks like I'm going to have to open it. Yeah, that's pretty much empty. Uh, I do have another one, right? Oh, there, there it is. It's way up on the shelf. Oof. Okay. I can see over there that my wife is planning tomorrow to make me a big pot of red beans and sausage. Like Cajun sausage and red beans. I can't wait. Stoked about that. This says open here. It's hard to get open. Okay, there, it's open. I'm gonna pour some salt in this little bowl. And I can use that same bowl of salt when I make my uh, steel cut oats. I think I might make a batch of steel cut oats for breakfast tomorrow. How much salt is this? One half teaspoon of salt. Okay, there goes a half teaspoon of salt. And what else? A teaspoon of soda, teaspoon of baking powder, two cups of flour, half teaspoon of salt. Okay, so the next thing to put in there is the secret ingredient that makes it taste a little bit different from a lot of other chocolate chip cookies, and that is two and a half cups of blended oatmeal. What I'm gonna do is pour in, now you measure it, uh, it, that means two and a half cups before it's been blended. I use a uh, Cuisine Art food processor to do the blending bit here. So I measure out two and a half cups of rolled oats into this thing. One cup, two, and of course, since this is oatmeal in there, that means the cookie is very healthy, doesn't it? Let's say yes. That way we can eat lots of them and not ever gain any weight or be unhealthy. Okay, so there's two and a half cups of oatmeal in the hopper, if that's what that thing's called. I'll put the lid on the food processor and I'm gonna turn it on. let it go for a minute. Walk over here to this side of the room because that's kind of noisy. There's a mosquito in the kitchen. I think it just bit me on my ankle. Okay, let's check the consistency. Ooh, looks lovely. It's a nice oat flour now. Get the blade out of there. Put the blade over here to wash it later. Let me just put it in the dishwasher. And now, you know, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna mix up these other dry ingredients thoroughly before I put the oatmeal in there. The main thing is to I use a whisk for this, and the main thing we want to do is make sure that all of the small quantity ingredients, like the salt and the the baking soda and baking powder get mixed in thoroughly. So I'm mixing that with a whisk now. Gonna spread it all around nice and evenly. Okay, that's good. And now let's dump 
the oat, the uh, blended oatmeal in there with the white ingredients and whisk that around. It's this part of the cooking making process that used to be extremely difficult before I had this um, like awesome mixer. Uh, I remember a few times doing the entire process of folding the dry ingredients in with the wet ones using like a big spoon. And it worked. I mean, I made the cookies, but man, that was hard. That was once you get past a certain point, it feels like there's no way I could possibly mix in any more of this dry ingredients here and get it thoroughly uh, combined. But you have to, because <laughs> there's still a lot more left. And uh, I managed to do it, but man, it was really hard. This this mixer makes it so easy. So I like that. I'm putting away some ingredients now. Just get them out of the way. Alright, so I'm going to tip this thing back a little bit and start pouring dry ingredients into the bowl. Alright, there's probably a third of the dry ingredients in there now. Start on a very low speed because if, <laughs> if I turn the thing on really high immediately, then it blows this powdery stuff all over the kitchen. So I'm going to start on a low speed. And let it do its thing. Now turn it up a little higher. Beauty. Okay, add some more dry ingredients. And start on low again. I used to have to do this in about seven or eight stages when I was using a spoon, but now I can do it in three. I could probably even just put all of it in there and do it all at once, but I, I do it in stages anyway. Love the KitchenAid Artisan Mixer. If you do any amount of baking of this kind and uh, don't have one of these things, I really highly recommend it if it's at all feasible in your budget. I realize it's an expensive piece of kit, but man, it's so great. I've just put it up to level four, and it's got six more levels to go if I want to get it really fast, but there's no need. Okay, so the dry ingredients are all mixed in. The last thing to put in there is the chocolate chips. Put in one cup of chocolate chips. These are Nestle Toll House semi-sweet morsels. Nom 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 nom. Uh-oh, one of those chocolate chips fell on the counter. I'm gonna have to eat that one. Nom nom nom. Not terrible when that happens. Okay, I'm going to put the chocolate chips in this. It's probably going to jump a little bit now with the uh, chips in there. <laughs> I probably ought to just fold the chips in there with a, a big spoon or something, but I always use the mixer anyway. Get them mixed in there really good. 
Okay. The batter, the cookie dough is all mixed up, ready to go. Now, of critical importance is tasting it. And so, I'm going to try to get all the dough to come off the mixing blade. There, that's all stuck because it's pretty stiff now. Um, anybody who makes cookies knows that one of the great pleasures of doing it is getting to eat just a little bit of raw cookie dough. People say that this might not be the healthiest thing to do with the raw eggs in there, but I've done it my entire life and I've never gotten sick from it unless I just ate too much. <laughs> so, here goes. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's a ticket right there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. I'm gonna detach the blade thing. I might have to lick a little bit of that off there too. That'd be terrible. You can see the sacrifices I make for my kids. Mm. Not every dad would be willing to go through these trials and tribulations so that their kids will have cookies in their lunch. Mm. Okay, that's enough. Detach the bowl from the base and move the mixer back toward the back so I got a little room to put the cookie sheet. I've lined the cookie sheet for the toaster oven with some paper parchment stuff to keep it from sticking. I'm going to use a, what size is this? Is this one inch? Does it even say what size it is? I'm using a little baller thing so it's got a uh, a circular, well it's a ball, I mean you, you scoop stuff out and it makes a nice ball and it's got this uh, piece of metal in the middle that swirls all the way around it to eject the ball out of the thing once you've done it. So this is what I use to make the dropped cookies. So, and this pan holds nine. There's one, two, nice because it makes a uniform size every time, three, Four, five, six, seven, eight, and nine. All right, let's put the cookies in the oven and set the timer for eleven minutes. While that first batch is cooking, excuse me, I'm gonna do a little bit of cleanup. Might be fun, fun to listen to me clean things up on HPR. How could that possibly be boring? Put that bowl in the dishwasher. Put this one in the dishwasher. Maybe I could do an episode on how to load the dishwasher, or maybe that's like a bonus episode that I'm doing right now. As we speak, I've got the, the cookies part and I also how to load the dishwasher. 
Actually, I'm not going to tell you how. I'm just going to do it. Fine, people all have their own ways of loading a dishwasher. If you're visiting somebody and you want to help them clean up the kitchen, sometimes you end up causing consternation because you don't do the dishwasher exactly how they like, and then they have to redo everything. Not that I would ever do that when somebody was trying to help me, but um, I've known it to happen. Rinse off a little bit. What to talk about while the cookies are baking. I, I plan to carry this all the way through to uh, when I get the cookie out and take a bite of it. I don't know what I could do. I could get a cup of coffee to go with, to go with the cookies. Rinse that blade off a little bit. I wonder what kind of cookies you guys like to make out there. Maybe you could do an episode of how to make your favorite kind of cookie. I love chocolate chip cookies. I, I mean, I don't see how anybody could ever get tired of these things. It's tempting, while that first batch is cooking, it's tempting to have another scoop of the um, cookie dough. But I think I'm not going to do that. I think I might regret it if I did that. What I'm going to do instead is get me a cup of coffee ready because as everyone knows a cookie by itself is great but if you've got a bit of coffee with it that's even better. This is coffee from this morning that I keep in the thermos so I'll probably have to warm it up a little. It stays kind of warm in the thermos but not, not as hot as it needs to be. I'll nuke it in the microwave. left. Now cleaning the uh, cleaning the dry measuring cups now. These dry measuring cups are excellent. They're made by Williams Sonoma and these were a gift. At, I don't know if they were a wedding gift or what but they're so great. It, a lot of times dry measuring cups are either plastic or really thin. These have an amazing build quality. They're very heavy stainless steel cups. Like one of these cups weighs almost as much as a whole set of those cups often does. They're awesome. <clears throat> hmm. Not sure what else I could talk about at this point. Coffee is heated up. I'm going to add just a little bit of milk.
delish. So I usually do this activity on Sunday afternoons because at this part of the afternoon is when my wife and daughter go out to volunteer at the local no-kill animal shelter. My daughter is really into cats and so she goes out there and volunteers to uh, clean out the kitty litter, sweep things, mop the floors, give cats medicine, do all kinds of things. She loves doing it. And it's, uh, you know, it's nice to do that kind of volunteer work. But it's just me and my son in the house, and he's usually reading his book at this hour, and so it's a nice time for me. Normally, what I would be doing right now, instead of talking to you, is listening to podcasts, catching up on the Bugcast or HPR or whatever that I've got in my queue. But uh, today, I'm talking to you while the cookies bake. I can see them in there. Maybe I'll take a picture. That'll give me something to do. They're clearly baking. But they're not as flat as they're going to get eventually. Still got five minutes left. I'll take a picture of the cookie dough also, and of the scooper. Position it just so. Okay. Man, it's going to be a thrilling slideshow to look at with these cookies. ready. Whenever I take the cookies out, I like to put them on a cooling rack right away. That way they can cool off and I can use the, I've only got one tray that goes in this Cuisine Art uh, toaster oven. As toaster ovens go, this is a pretty large one. It's, uh, it's exactly square in the interior, so it holds a pretty good size pan and it's a uh, when I was looking for a new toaster oven, I, I went with like the highest customer review ratings, and so I, I ended up spending a good bit more money than I thought I would at first, but we've been really, really happy with this, because, I, I mean, you can bake real things in there. Like, you could bake a full-size pie in there, probably. I don't know if we've ever done that or not, but when the large oven is acting up in terms of temperature, then I know I can rely on this one. So... I've got the cooling rack out now. I think I'll take a picture once I have the cookies on the rack. That'll make a nicer picture than just the rack all by itself. Three minutes left. Well, after a little apparent crisis in terms of HPR shows... It seems like the crisis has been averted, at least for the moment, and there are enough shows in the queue for a couple of weeks. I remember last week thinking that I might, should have uh, recorded the episode about the cookies and posted it immediately because there was a slot coming right up that was empty. And uh, it seems to have gotten filled. So that's good. Two and a half minutes. 
by the way, the red beans that my wife's going to cook for me. What she does here, she soaks, I guess, a pound of these red beans all night long in water. Oh, oh no, that you know what that means, though. She's using the crock pot for this, and so that means I can't do my steel cut oats. I guess I won't do that after all, because I need the crock pot for the steel cut oats. Oh, well, we'll do that the next day. It makes a huge mess of beans. Down here in uh, South Louisiana, people really like beans and Cajun sausage. Serve it over white rice. Delicious. The great thing about that also is you can make a big pot of it and then eat it for the next five days. Yeah, just as leftovers. It's a pity that the kids don't like it though. Somehow they've got an aversion to beans of any sort. Pity. All right, how are y'all doing in there? Yeah, about a minute and 15 seconds left. Don't worry, I'm not gonna keep recording while I do all six trays of these that I have to do. We'll just do one tray and then call it done. So now I've retrieved the oven mitts from the other side of the kitchen ready to pull the hot tray of cookies out. Oh, I need to put the eggs away also. Don't leave the eggs out or else they're all gonna be bad, just like that one earlier. Thirty seconds. I might even need to let them bake a little bit longer. I had one tray last Sunday that was a little bit too burnt on the bottom. I still ate them and everything, but uh, they, I like them to be just a little bit chewy and a little bit not chewy. A little crispy on the outside and a little bit chewy on the inside. Ten seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. Okay, pulled the cookies out. When I set them down on the counter, they kind of collapse a little bit. They look like they might need a little bit longer. Yeah, I think I'm going to put them in for another minute or so. The first batch, it seems like, it seems like the first batch always needs a little bit longer than the succeeding ones. I'm going to let it go another 30 seconds or so. thought about having some background music going on while I was doing this, but then I remembered, well, if it's background music that is under copyright, then Ken might not like that very much. So I decided not to have any background music going on. I guess I could have had a Jamendo or something playing CC licensed music in the background, but I, I just didn't have the energy to go set it all up. Okay, I'm going to pull them out for real now. First, I'm going to take a picture of them. Oh, don't they look lovely? Nine delicious cookies. 
Okay. Now time to put them on the cooling rack. Got to be a little bit careful with them at this stage because they're a tiny bit delicate and they could fall right in half if you're not careful. are on the rack and I'm going to take another picture. And now I think I'm going to put one on a plate and eat it. It's going to be really hot but maybe it'll cool enough for me to eat it live on the recording. sip of coffee. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to let that cool for just a minute, get the next tray in the oven, and then eat the cookie. So one, we're scooping again. Two, three, four, probably going to do apart from this makes enough cookies to get through the week easily even if I have one or two after lunch every day uh, and the kids have one in their in their lunches every day and uh, I can be a hero to my two administrative assistants at work if I bring them cookies as well that seems like a good idea doesn't it got to keep them happy because they work very very hard for me Okay, so the next batch is in the oven. The timer is set. Time to eat this cookie. Mmm, it's still warm in my hand. Mmm, come on. Man, you know, there's nothing like a, a fresh chocolate chip cookie right out of the oven. promise I'm not trying to make y'all jealous or anything but maybe this will inspire you to go make a batch of cookies yourself I'll put the recipe in the show notes and if you want to try these very cookies yourself you may do so mm. Mm. I'll take one to my son also he likes to have one fresh alley oven you're perfect Hey kid, you want a cookie? Nice. Fresh out of the oven? No? Go for it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> he paused only for a second and then grabbed it. <laughs> Alright. Well, I hope you guys have enjoyed hearing me make cookies and then stuff my face with them. 
This has been John Culp in Lafayette, Louisiana for Hacker Public Radio. Talk to you guys later. Bye. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website, or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.